Welcome back to Happiness Habitat. On today's episode, I'm joined by Lisa Kent, a holistic practicing psychotherapist who's here to share her expertise on how to bring mindfulness and abundance into your daily life. Lisa's approach to mental health and healing is truly unique, blending evidence-based psychotherapy with ancient energetic principles to promote sustainable well-being and fulfillment. Get ready to be guided through a pathway of healing as Lisa shares her techniques for rewiring the subconscious mind, releasing emotional blockages, and achieving greater harmony in your life. Enjoy this conversation on the power of combining metaphysics, spirituality, and the psychotherapy as we explore the possibilities for creating your own happiness habitat. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Happiness Habitat. I am joined by a very special guest today, someone who I've actually known in my life the longest, even before we were alive. But anyway, introducing Lisa Kent. Yeah, I think our parents worked together in the hospital they, before they we were did. even born. <laughs> and we were hanging out, you know, not in the same room, but doing the things. And I'm I'm so happy and grateful, you know, to have seen your evolution revolution because it's such a beautiful thing to experience. And you've been practicing a lot on your own end to empower others and to help others. And I want to utilize this time that we have to really dive deep into that. So when people listen to the show, they can they can kind of go away with things that they can use in their own life to really improve how they experience it. So you're a clinically trained, holistically practicing psychotherapist. Can you please dive into what that means? Yeah, definitely. I think when people hear the word holistic, when it comes to mental health, they're a little confused. I don't think they hear it very often. When we think of holistic health, we think of our physical body, right? And typically it's like a mind-body approach where we're exploring different factors related to our physical health, as well as external circumstances and environmental circumstances. But when it comes to mental health, we don't really provide that same approach. I am clinically trained, meaning that I went and got my master's and am a clinical psychotherapist. Um, So my internship and all of those aspects of my training were very clinical. And now I practice holistically, which I think works a lot better in terms of receiving results. And by holistic, I mean mind, body, and spirit. And by spirit, I don't mean religion. I mean energy. Everything is made up of energy, right? Science backs that up. And my approach understands how energy works, laws and principles of energy that we can learn through mystery school teachings like Hermetics and Kabbalah. And I can go a little bit more into that if you're interested. But basically, they describe how energy works. And we can use it to influence how we feel, our health so that we can gain greater alignment. And when we do that, we can become manifestors of our world, right? Which basically just means that we are influencing the energy around us. Okay, tell me a little bit about manifesting as well, because some people hear manifesting and they're like, you know, sitting high on my mom's couch and I want a Lamborghini and a Lamborghini appears. No, that's that's not what it is. But what (laughs) does manifesting really mean and how can one truly do that? Yeah, so... In reality, we're always manifesting. We are made up of energy, right? And depending on our internal state, our emotional state, our energy centers are basically moving energy through us 
out of us. And by way of doing that, we hold a certain vibration. So depending on our energetic state, which is influenced by our thoughts, we hold a certain vibration and like attracts like. So we attract to us what matches that frequency. And so constantly as we move throughout our lives, we are manifesting, which basically just means we are bringing things into our world, right? Life is not as it is, it's as we are. And so I believe we're always manifesting. It's never going to stop happening as long as we're here. And um, I think really when people talk about manifesting, they're talking about um, influencing in an intentional way. Because most of the time we're manifesting kind of subconsciously based on our operating system, our internal belief system. So we're not really consciously in control of what's going on around us. But um, when we are consciously choosing what we want to bring in um, by getting ourselves into alignment with thoughts that match what we want, like the Lamborghini or whatever, then we're consciously dictating what we see and what we bring into our world. So do I believe that you can manifest a Lamborghini? Definitely. Um, do I believe that that's going to make you happy? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. It, de it depends on the intention, right? If, if at the core, if at the why behind the Lamborghini is that I want to receive this to share, to be a vessel for the light and to help others, then like, yeah, I think it's going to be helpful for you. It's going to feel really good. But if it's to receive validation that you're not giving yourself, then it's not going to, it's not going to sustain. <laughs> I don't want the Lamborghini. Let's make that clear. <laughs> I want other beautiful things. <laughs> I want other beautiful things too. Want, Not into the Lambos. They're a little too loud. <laughs> yeah, a little loud for me. So I want to dive back on actually how you were inspired to go down this journey because I don't know if one, maybe they just wake up and they're like, I want to go into holistic, you know, psychotherapy. But what was that journey like going down it and how did this become what it is today? Yeah, I think that... Um, this was not my intended path <laughs> um, I studied marketing and economics um, and science, right? Like I was pre-med as well. So I've always been really interested in how the world works. Like that is econ, that's management, like what attracts people and science, right? The basis of like, what are we? Like, what are we made of? Why are we here? That's always been kind of intriguing to me, but um, I didn't really consider using that information to help others too much. Um, what happened is that five years ago, a little bit more than five years ago, my brother died and it was really sudden and um, he was the closest person to me. And so when he died, it really rocked my world and... I went through a very low moment, not a moment, it lasted years. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was really in a very dark place and I didn't feel like I had resources to help me. I was struggling financially at the time. I didn't feel like I had support from family and in terms of resources. And so I really felt like I had to do a lot of that exploration on my own to try to figure out how to honestly stay alive, right? Like 
that was not something that I wanted to do. And having those thoughts was really scary to me. And I knew that I needed help. And so I really just dove into as much information on healing and health and energy as possible as like an effort to save myself. And I became obsessed with it. (laughs) And the more I learned, the more excited I got. And it became very clear to me that this was my path and that I really wanted to help others to feel better. And um, here I am. That literally gave me the chills. It's so true. Like everything that you speak when you're coming from this state of what you practice, it feels like such a powerful force because you truly are passionate about it. And I feel that. It's beautiful. How can one, because you you deal, you know, you work with clients every single day, well, every day of the week. Uh, How do you help your clients? Because, you know, you've been able to obviously create tools for yourself. How do you then help your clients? Like, what are some of the tools that you share with your clients to kind of help them uh, continue to evolve? Yeah, so a lot depending on what they're coming in with. I think that something that's applicable to the masses or right, like most of your listeners is that people come into therapy and they want to be happier. They think they have an idea of how they're going to get there, but they're not really sure. And they want to understand themselves better and find a way to feel better, right? And I think we all want to feel better. I believe that it is so important to have desire, right? Like I am not one of those spiritual people that's like, no connection, we don't need anything. Like, of course we don't need anything, but um, I don't practice that whole like non-attachment thing. Although it would be great. I think it's just not my path. (laughs) I... I have a lot of desire (laughs) and I think that that's super healthy. And so um, it's not necessarily how do we remove ourselves from having, or how do we relieve ourselves of the desire, but how do we go towards it in a way that feels joyful, right? In a way that doesn't bring us pain, but is inspiring. And I think that's the shift, right? We think happiness is like this place at the end of the rainbow when really it's a state. And by understanding laws of energy and how to build that happiness or joy or peace within the body, using the power of our thoughts, we can align with a life that is joyful, but it starts with us. So we kind of in sessions together figure out, okay, what are my blocks to truly feeling joyful and therefore seeing that joy expressed in my external reality. What are the blocks that I've created within myself based on those belief systems? And then it's changing them. It's choosing to believe in things that are healthy about ourselves and about the world, right? Like I deserve abundance. Like truly, I believe we all deserve to have an abundant life. That is a birthright of ours. So rewiring our subconscious to remove these blocks so that we can feel joy and then be able to experience that around us. Hopefully that was clear. That was so clear. That was so clear. How can one even understand 
what these blocks are? Yeah, so when we are raised um, from an early age, we are basically like these sponges that are absorbing information around us. And the information that we absorb is based on our family systems, right? Our caregivers, it's based on our education system, our culture, other factors like that. They basically provide us with information that becomes the construct of our belief system, our operating system, our subconscious mind, which is creating those thoughts as a result. So if we were raised in really healthy systems, then we believe that we are worthy. Life is safe, right? We are free to play and explore and that we are creative beings and that's what we're designed to do, right? And when we believe those things about ourselves, we can do really incredible things in the world around us, really inspiring things, and we can feel good more often. However, if more um, lower vibrational beliefs have been instilled in us of not being worthy, of having to earn love, of feeling like um, like there is lack, right? Like I'm not going to have my needs met, that there's scarcity, then we grow up and this is just instilled in us and it serves as blocks, really truly energetic blocks. Our energy is not flowing through us properly. And so those blocks cause us to not feel good in our body, which then manifests as things in our environment that doesn't look so fun. <laughs> Thank you. That was, and then talk to me too about how, so if somebody has a mindset that is of you know lack thereof instead of abundance, what are some tools that they can use for themselves to switch that mindset because it's so important, as you mentioned, to have that abundant mindset to continue to be in the flow and to manifest. So how can you, how can you kind of enhance that or switch that mindset? So we can do nothing without awareness. And okay. a lot of the times what we're aware of is what's going on outside of us, right? Like I have this same pattern of, fighting in this way or this dynamic with this person, right? Or like, I keep failing every math test, <laughs> right? Like we see it mirrored to us in our external reality. And so typically when people are coming into therapy, they're like, I keep having this problem. And it's what they see, right? Sometimes it's what they feel as a result of what they see, but often it's what's going on. And so what we need to do is we need to gain an awareness of what's going on in me that is causing that experience to be mirrored to me. So what is the limiting belief? What are the resulting thoughts or thought distortions that come from that belief? So awareness is everything. And then from that awareness, we can work to break patterns. Right? So we could use different coping skills to regulate our nervous system because typically when we are seeing things in our environment that aren't looking so nice, we are dysregulated as a result of that. So what we learn to do is we learn coping skills so that we can re-enter re what is called the window of tolerance, which is basically that space where I can feel cool 
calm, collected, connected to myself. So we are learning skills to be able to re-enter that state, right? So that we could take control over how we respond instead of just reacting, right? And- Is that almost described, mm -hmm. if I'm like imagining circles, right? So they're re-entering the, is it the comfortable circle or like what? Yeah. Okay. So if you look at a window of tolerance diagram, basically mm -hmm. there's like, it could be a circle or a square. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter what the shape is, <laughs> but uh, I just, the way that I've seen it is a, is a square, <laughs> so, okay, sorry, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, so when you're in your window of tolerance, you are, like I said, cool, calm, collected, connected to yourself. That means that you could be a really powerful manifester, right? Or influencer of your environment because you feel safe. You feel in control of yourself, right? That is a very powerful space to be. When you are um, triggered, right? People love to use that word, but like it works. When you're triggered to have an emotional reactive response to something, whether it's a thought, that um, doesn't feel so good or something that happens that you have a thought about. Anyways, what happens is that you you move in your window higher or lower and you bounce out of the window. So when you are out of your window of tolerance, you could be in two different states. You could be um, basically in the fight flight response, right? Which is that sympathetic nervous system response. Or you can be um, in that dorsal state, the parasympathetic nervous system response. So, and that that we know to be um, freeze. So if we experience a trigger, we could become dysregulated and exit our window. And then we're basically not in control. Our prefrontal cortex, the good decision-making part of the brain, not online. And so we, our subconscious is basically what's operating the show. <laughs> so what we want to do is we want to get that good decision-making part of the brain back online by regulating ourselves back into our window, which we could use like calming strategies for that, different soothing exercises or mindfulness exercises so that we can regulate ourselves and then choose how we want to respond. Wow, that's very cool. I really do imagine it like a window with I'm a big I'm a big visual person so it's like you know the higher you go it's sunny beautiful you get knocked out it's like a thunderstorm <laughs> yeah so you when you are your way back in. <laughs> it's a scary place to be when you're out of your window that's for sure like you want to be in your window in your comfort zone and hopefully when you get hyper aroused what's going to happen is we are going to experience triggers we're constantly being triggered by our environment but we want to, and in therapy, what you learn to do is you learn to expand your window so that you can handle larger triggers and stay somewhat regulated. So we learn to expand the window. And then we also learn tools to re-enter the window more quickly. So if we do get hyper aroused or hypo aroused, we know how to get ourselves back into that comfortable space. You mentioned some different tools to get back inside the windows, mindfulness, calmness, exercises. What would you, what do you think is the best or not the best, but like what are some of the most effective quick ways to kind of jump back in to that window? Yeah, so it depends on the moment. 
and how much time you have. <laughs> but, True. <laughs> but truly, I think the best and quickest tool to learn is the power of the pause. And I feel like there's a lot of different ways that therapists teach this. I really like actually the Kabbalistic approach. Um, so Kabbalah is this ancient, it's like 5,000 years old, this ancient um, spiritual aspect of Judaism. Um, but basically describes different laws and principles of energy and how it moves and how we can influence it, how we're influenced by it. So in an early Kabbalah class that I taught, I mean, that I was in, um, they said they taught the power of the pause in the way where it's called pause. What a pleasure. So I love to teach my clients pause. What a pleasure because it helps them to have a positive um, mindset when it comes to being reactive. Mm, can we go through this right now? Yes, let's do it because I love the power of the pause. It gets me super I'm excited. excited. <laughs> okay, so when we're dysregulated, when we notice that we have a uncomfortable emotion in our body, right? Maybe we're on the edge of our window or maybe we're out of it entirely, right? We're dysregulated. What we need to do is we need to stop that reactive patterning, right? We need to, because when we're in our reactive patterning, patterning we're in that fight, flight, freeze response, good decision-making part of the brain, not online, got to get it back online. How do we do that? We do it with the pause. We have to stop literally everything we're doing and regulate, right? It's like anything I do, any action that I take right now is not going to turn out very well for me. Let me stop. <laughs> okay, so... Typically, like I said, therapists teach the power of the pause. It's very helpful for getting out of that reactive patterning. The Kabbalists talk about it as pause, what a pleasure. So when you're being reactive, they say, tell yourself out loud, pause, what a pleasure. And people are like, okay, why is it a pleasure? <laughs> Um, I'm super dysregulated right now. I'm not happy. Why would that be pleasurable? Okay. The reason why it's a pleasure is because we have the opportunity to learn ourselves better and become the master of our life. We have the opportunity to go from being reactive to becoming proactive. And when we do that, we have the power to change not only how we feel, but how the world around us looks. And what is better than that? It's a beautiful thing. That almost reminds me too of the cancel, clear, connect method, mm. which is like a negative thought comes to you or you're in some type of, you know, defocused state. So you say cancel aloud, clear the thoughts, the negative or hurting thoughts and connect back to your higher self. But I love... I love yours better. I want to start saying that. <laughs> it's well, so it's great. not mine, but but I do love pause out of pleasure. I like you that as well. You shared it with me, so <laughs> I love it. Shout out to Kabbalah.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I want to talk to you. Uh, you have a course actually coming out where you are able to actually help people 
And I'd love if you could just kind of talk a little bit about it because I know you've put your heart and soul and your your life's work into this. So I'd love to just hear a little bit about it. Yeah, okay. So the course is called The Pattern. Basically, what I think it's going to do is it's going to help set people up to become, like I said, that master of their reality. And I think that it sets the groundwork for everything that I feel called to share um, simply because we can do nothing without awareness and everything starts in the mind. So this course feels like a really great way to help people have access to kind of the fundamentals of reshaping the way that we see ourselves and the way that we see the world and how we understand our patterns of thought and behavior. So I think, first off, working with, I do nothing without first testing it on myself, right? So like, as I was going through my dark night of the soul, my healing journey, I learned a lot of these concepts, and then I kind of created some of my own out of it. And practiced and tried to see, okay, can I actually change how I feel, right? I was in a space where I was experiencing suicidal ideation very regularly. I was super depressed, very anxious. I truly did not think that I would be able to do it. And what I did is I just said, okay, I'm going to test it out. I'm going to see what I can do. And I ended up building a life for myself. And obviously it's a continued evolving journey. It's not going to stop. Um, and there are definitely highs and lows, but I feel like I've built a life for myself that feels so fulfilling, so good. Um, and so I got really excited and I wanted to share it with other people. And ultimately working one-on-one -on -one with clients, it's super fulfilling. And I only get to share these things with a limited number of people, which just doesn't really feel that great, right? Because I really truly believe that we are meant to, like I said, be abundant and we are meant to feel good. I think that is how we are designed to feel. Sure, we should experience pain. We will experience pain, right? Because that's a good navigator for us to help direct us on our path. And we are not supposed to live in it. And so I want to help as many people as possible to change the way that they think and feel and therefore act. And so a very long-winded answer to your question is that the pattern basically helps people to understand what are their patterns of behavior, how those patterns of behavior are influenced by their emotions and by their thoughts, and then how we break those patterns using the power of the pause, right? Pause out of pleasure and a lot of different other tools and then how we create new patterns of thought and feeling and behavior so that we can influence ourselves and the world around us. So beautiful. I cannot wait to take this course. I can't wait for it's you to take it too. It's going to be so amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little peek of it earlier, but I am very, very excited. And I want to just dive into, you know, we've been talking a lot just about what I really love that you've been saying is just everyone's born to to be abundant and to have that state, right, of, of happiness. But also, of course, people do go through pain. How can one use, like, 
talk to me a little more of like how can one use the power or the state of happiness to really be in that abundant zone because to me as I've understood it and kind of what I'm writing in happiness habitat is just like happiness of course is a state but it allows you to be in that flow zone which is that like sweet spot of manifesting so if we could just dive a little bit more into that and then also just understanding like some of those fun little ways to get in that state yeah okay so the way that we feel determines the way that our future is going to look and this doesn't have to be a scary thing in fact it shouldn't be a scary thing we should not be afraid of feeling pain of feeling bad and think like oh my god now I'm manifesting horrible things for myself that's not how it works right because in order to manifest or really truly influence our future we do need to hold the emotion strongly within us and we also need to hold that sense or that thought of surety right like I believe this in my core to be true, which is why if we have a limiting belief in our operating system, right, our subconscious mind, that it's not true, that we're not deserving of abundance or peace or joy, that's going to mess up our vibration. That's going to mess with the energy that we're giving off, which is going to influence our ability to truly manifest. That's why it's like the whole idea of the vision board thing is not my vibe <laughs> because if we hold a limiting belief that we don't deserve the Lamborghini, then we are not going to get the Lamborghini. I mean, we probably could, but it would take so much effort, right? And I'm not about effort. <laughs> I'm not going to be seamless. I want it, I want to receive abundance with the least amount of effort possible. <laughs> yes, that's a wonderful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So and it, it, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, go on. No, but I was just gonna try to answer your question, which is um when we can change our subconscious mind, when we can influence our belief system that is going to influence how we dominantly feel. It's not about that one thought that causes an emotional disturbance. It's about what is the dominant vibration that I'm holding within my system. That's influenced by our belief system, right? So we don't need to be afraid of our thoughts. We don't need to be afraid of them because thoughts come and go all the time and a lot of them are bullshit. But we do need to think about our beliefs right? Those things that we've thought for a really long time that shape how we see ourselves in the world. That influences the vibration that we hold. And by rewiring it, by reshaping those beliefs, we reshape our dominant emotion, which then influences our ability to manifest what it is that we want. And which we're... Oh, and just a little note. If we truly do rewire the limiting beliefs so that we understand our worthiness and our deservingness of joy and happiness and abundance, then likely we will no longer want to manifest the Lamborghini because we don't need external validation. We know who we are, right? And what we are manifesting are 
creations that excite us. That's beautiful. And sometimes too, it's so easy. It's like when someone's like, well, I don't know, I need to get more clear in my beliefs. I don't know where I've been. It's like, well, look at, look at everything you've been doing. And that will help you understand where your values and beliefs have been. And if you don't like that reality, then you simply just need to shift them. Yeah. And then allow your actions to help influence and vice versa. It's so powerful. The the brain is in the heart and spirit. They're all so powerful. And I do want to end on a little question that I have for you. <laughs> Go for it. How do you define happiness? I have to think about it. Okay. How I define happiness is, like I said, a state, not a place. And it is that space and where I feel flow, where I feel like I am purposeful in my action and things are flowing to me and through me effortlessly. That feels like happiness to me. And where I feel like I am receiving abundance for the sake of sharing. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me on this wonderful show. This has been such a pleasure. And I'm so excited that we're finally doing this. So cool to literally sit down and just learn everything that you've been learning about and practicing as someone that I've known my, the longest in my life, it's such an honor to have you on Happiness Habitat. And for everyone listening, where can they find you? You can find me on Heal to Align uh, and HealToAlign.com. <laughs> Amazing. Everyone, please make sure you go check out Heal to Align on Instagram, HealToAlign.com. Lisa Kent. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, JB. Bye for now. Talk soon. <laughs>